Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 193.5. Little half, half shake for you. Little half shake. Just yeah. that little, like, it's almost like in uh, Scary Movie 2. Don't do the hand Chris gestures. Chris Elliott has that little tiny hand. Ah, oh, Christ. And he gives you that little hand. It's like a half shake. That's what he gives you. A little half shake. Oh, my God. For Chris Elliott in that little hand. Quit doing the, the gesture. B-Movie Breakdown, weekly podcast for the humor, enjoyment, and also <clears> the bad <throat> films of the past, present, and the good, the bad, the what, the fuck. But this week we're not watching a movie. This week's a little half episode. Fill in the gap so we can have a little bit of time away from the podcast for a week. But still give you content. Still keep bringing you the goods. Still keep punching you in the fucking balls. Why give me the balls. Let me punch you in the balls. Give me the fucking what? balls. Why? I don't know. Why did it happen? I don't. You're in love with so much. We've recorded just a lot. Love, We've recorded just a lot. love us punching you in the balls. Just love us punching well, what you in the is balls. This for? This we is... punch you the balls every week with a new movie <laughs> when we re- reveal it at the end of every episode. Except today. Except today, because it's just it's just it's just movie fun TV movie talk to have some good times. Sometimes you're not around to watch a movie. Sometimes but, we just want to have yeah. some bullshit talks and uh, have a good time. I, th- I think we have lots of bullshit talks. Oh yeah, we have lots of bullshit talks. There's a lot of bullshit. Usually talks. we do that each week, and you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere else you find your podcast, we're there. bnbpodcast.com for all back episodes that aren't on those services. Uh, you can reach us at BNB Podcast and at BMovie Breakdown on all social medias. Uh, bnbpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a wrestling podcast. It's called The Reversal. Find us at Reverse This on all social media. Reversalpodcast at gmail.com and uh, anchor.fm slash The Reversal. And that's on all major podcasting platforms as well. Flew through that. Yeah, you flew through. You just... It's at this point, it's basically autopilot, I would think. Auto, mama machine. Oh my god. Your brain is mush. Hi, mama machine. You're just a mushmelon. I'm like over a little here. girl from Small Wonder. Well, you're like a little girl. Remember, she was like a little. She's a robot. I, I know. What was her name? Small Wonder Girl. I know her name, too. I am Carol. It's not her name. No, her name wasn't Carol. It wasn't Carol Ann, but that's from Poltergeist. Yeah, Carol Ann is not a robot. And that little girl's dead. Starts with an M. Michelle? The girl from Small Wonder? Yeah. Vicky. Ah, I was close. Yeah. Starts with an M. Because Vic- her, her name stands for Voice Input Child Indicant. So does Identicant. She, sorry. So does she... Voice Input Child Identicant. Does she... Vicky. Does she ever get a grown-up body? She was a robot model... Robot modeled after a real human girl. So does she get a human adult body eventually? Oh, when she, that's a we. They should make a movie, a small wonder movie, and it'd be like a horror movie. It's like ahead of its time. I think they did. It's called Small Wonder. Was just uh, what a weird concept. Yeah, for, uh, I think they did make a sitcom. A, they made a movie called Small Wonder. It was called Ex Machina. Here's her horror film. Yikes. Yeah, dude. Yikes, indeed. That's a sc- scary version of that. Yeah, this rape dungeon. Oh, there was an evil robot named Vanessa who looks identical to Vicky but does not speak in monotone. Oh, shit. So then she sounds like a real person. I am Vicky. That's why she talked like this on the show. Yeah, I'm a normal child. Because <laughs> we can perfect you to look like a human being, but you can't talk like one. The technology in the 80s was not that advanced. <sighs> they, they, try to, they try to pass it off as their adopted daughter. Who talks like a robot. Let's say we're doing a small wonder podcast. Four seasons... All right, what do you call 96 it? 96 episodes. What do you call it? Uh, What's the podcast name, then? 
What would you call it? I don't know enough about Small Wonder to like, give it some sort of like. So you just think of some robot name. Some sort of fun, uh, you know, like the Indicant like experience. We like, a, like we were like we did a Family Matters podcast. It'd yeah. be like, uh, does anybody want any cheese? Something like that. That could be the name of. That's it. such a long name. <laughs> well, I did. I do that. that could did be, I do that? Seems like the most obvious yeah. one. Or, uh, well, it's like a line from the theme song, you know, something like that. Yeah. Day by day, yeah. step by step. That's, that's a different show. Yeah, yeah, it is. Wrong show, that's pal. On, I did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. You just know, I just fun. read a statistic recently about Hulu, and <clears throat> people like have um, that have watched Family Matters, and it's like sixty thousand subscribers of Hulu have watched every season of Family Matters on average in under a month. Damn, they just plow through it. 196 episodes of Family Matters. Oh my God. See the podcast. We could do the podcast for those people. Those people are out there. That's true. They're out there. And Boy Meets World, people have watched that in even less time. People would look for that shit then. If that many people are jacked into that show. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, Boy Meets World, people on uh, Hulu subscribers watched even uh, in even less time than Family Matters yeah. and then Futurama was even less time than Boy Meets World um, binges. Oh my god. So we could just do all these like TGIF just like early 90s ABC shit. <coughs> Jesus. That's what happens. That's how you build phenomenons. Before the internet you would everybody would watch the same, the same shit and everybody would love it just as much as everybody else because it's all you had. I don't like how restrictive that is, but we're missing some kind of unifying force today. And the answer it, is Steve Urkel. We can't write. Well, we have to bring... We need a modern-day Stephen Urkel. We need a modern-day Stefan to save us. I feel like if we started watching that show, we would get... Like, I know he's supposed to be annoying for the family on the show. We would get very annoyed by Steve Urkel. I think we'll be... Well, eventually, he's, it switches, and then he's like... It's amazing how then he just becomes like the central focus of everything. Oh yeah. As opposed to the side character that's just goofy. And he's the main guy. Yeah, he's the main. Well, there's a, a <clears throat> Key and Peele skit about that. Is there? About him becoming the main. Is it funny? Oh, it's fucking hilarious. That's funny. So I'll have to listen to well, it. Well, or... more tangents on top of the tangent podcast. Hell yeah, man! We're gonna get into more tangents. Last week we watched It's Alive. Go listen to that episode. Yeah, it's nothing. Alive was a great movie. It was a great movie, and the discussion wasn't absurd. It wasn't absurd at all. Nope. And the next episode, 194, we're going to get back into the It's Alive series. Yeah. But it lives again. A little so breather. Check that out. So enjoy a little just discussion podcast of, uh, of tangents and whimsical yeah. tales of secrecy. All right. <laughs> Follow me at Scatterful Stories if I didn't say that already. Nick at Scatterful Stories. And I heard what this guy said over here laughing at himself. He's just turned into, like, the wizard Merlin or something, casting a spell or telling some epic tale. Anyways. Anyways, yeah, listen to this enjoy the whimsical tales oh of my, Corey and Nick. Oh, my God. It's the best of the worst. got so much movie shit bounced around your skull what do you think what what do you think that you haven't discussed that is worth discussing just as far as movies go 
pop culture stuff that's going on, any kind of trends, anything you're looking forward to. This is a half-season filler episode, so we can get deep into things we normally might not address. It's true. We're uh, not talking about any female wrestlers and sending them, asking them what their favorite movies are. We're talking about no, other we're stuff. You're supposed to just tell. Anyways, I shouldn't movies. have said anything about it. Uh, but beyond that, any type of pop culture, movie yeah, events, E3, trends that E3 you're thinking about. The, E3 was this week. Usually don't talk about video games. I got nothing to add about that, but you can go on. Well, yeah, what about... It's just cool stuff. Yeah. Video games are cool. Anything come out that you're pumped about uh, on this, this Sup- stuff? New Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for the Switch. What's is every, entail? Every character ever from every Super Smash Bros. game. That's impressive. I love so, that game. So that's pretty exciting. That's, that's a lot cool. of characters. It's like... Yeah, man. Like, I don't even know how many. Like, but, I think that's... I think... That's almost like 70 characters to choose but from. But why would you use anybody besides Yoshi or Pikachu? Well, my go-to is usually Link or Captain Falcon, so... They're not bad choices. They're good. They're also good choices. Or I always like Samus. That was always a good choice. I usually liked a lot of the people that had really good, uh, like, uh, the jump moves yeah. to get back. Pikachu had a good one with the he light does, lightning uh-huh. thing back. And Yoshi has his little hover feet. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, it can be frustrating sometimes, and plus that noise he makes sometimes is just irritating. You just gotta know how to... That's what it sounds like. But he's been making that... Yeah, it's a good impression. But if you've played Yoshi's Island... Yeah. uh, Two, I think it is. Whichever one has the baby Mario, you hear that one a lot. And the crying Mario, which is one of the most annoying sounds in any video game ever. But, yeah, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate looks fucking sick. It's not movie-related, really. But there is a Mario movie in development. Uh... They're finally going to make the sequel I want? No. Hmm. Animated with, uh, I think, uh, Sony Animation Studios well, or DreamWorks, maybe? I guess they don't know where the money really is. <laughs> They're missing the boat here, guys. Well, Bob Hoskins is dead. Oh, that's... I knew. So it's kind of hard to do that. John Leguizamo is doing fine. He is, is also, also dead. Uh, well, so there other... you go. I mean, yeah, you can just have Luigi and uh, Princess Daisy. It sounds like an instant moneymaker to me. Yes, yeah, it sounds like a great thing that everybody would want to go see. Can it just be that universe but cartoons? I think they want to just go with what they've been building for the past however many years. They've built a lot of Mario story in the past however many years, and I think they're far beyond the days of the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is it's a uh, has its has its uh. Pros and cons. Mainly pros. Yeah, the song, uh, uh, Everybody Do the Dinosaur. <laughs> I think it's played at least three times. Na- in the okay, movie. fine. Name one bad thing in that movie. One bad thing. Like, you're like, this just makes it this the worst thing in the world. Uh, the Goombas? Oh, yeah, wrong. That's in the plus category. <laughs> Everything I say is going to be. You're just going to say that. No, maybe not. I own it. I, I'm not saying maybe it's not. the worst thing in the world. I own it. <clears throat> in the car. It, in- is a, it, is a, it is in here. It's, it's you know. They're little lizard so- shock troopers. It's not on Blu-ray or anything. It's just on a sweet DVD. It's a blast, said the Washington Post. I mean, you can just hear the sarcasm. In their Eye-popping voice. special effects. By who? Who said that? 60 second preview. Oh, they're still around, right? Yeah, for sure. Actually, the one biggest positive that came out of this entire movie is that the music was done by Alan Silvestri. Yeah, because he's a great man. Yeah, he is. He did some amazing scores. Yeah. Including the one in in this that literally just sounds like Back to the Future. 
Oh, in the Mario's? Yeah. Yeah. It, every but, time they're doing any chase scene, it sounds like every chase scene from Back to the Future. Predator? Avengers movies? Yeah, he's great. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's great. Uh, speaking of video games, another video game movie that we should do uh, one day is um, Street Fighter. Since we should. I, since I own, <coughs> I own Street Fighter on Blu-ray. Hey, you want to see something cool that nobody else can see but keep talking about it? Google Street Fighter Transformers. Did I show you those yet? Uh, no, you have not. Are they cool as fuck? Man, they're street. They're the headmaster guys. Just the Street Fighter Transformers. They'll, you'll be able to see them real quick. But you got your um, Bison, Chung Li. There you go, man. Getting to some images. Look at some of these guys, dude. They're out of con like they're so like they're just oh, bizarre. They are really cool. They're just bizarre. Look, I mean, in my opinion, Bison is by far the coolest. But Chun Li's pretty Bison great too. Yet. There he is. There he is. He's Megatron. Oh, I think the Chun Li one's the coolest. She doesn't have a headmaster though. Her head doesn't transform into a robot. All their heads do. I don't know why they're is that the is that Ryu? Is that Ken? Ken. Yes. I mean, the fleshy parts painted out are kind of weird. But, I mean, they really didn't give a fuck. They're That's supposed to be a Ryu one. There you go. But they're supposed to... Um, I'll go back to that one, because that's a good one. There's just a picture of Ryu and Mega... Or, uh, Optimus. Optimus. Yeah. Why is it Megadron? There you go. Oh, the M. Bison one is pretty sick, actually. Right? The close-up is better. It's really awesome. The gem mode even kind of looks kind of like Starscream yeah. a little bit. Oh, it does, for sure. But the, the little guy, of course, transforms into a little bison because their heads transform into guys. That's awesome. That M. Bison but, one is sick. But, yeah, speaking of Street Fighter, that's new in uh, Nick's World, the toys information. And they come packaged in, like, battle packs. Japanese exclusives, dude. There's also... Um, <clears throat> I've never seen it. There's that other Street Fighter movie... The Legend of Chun Li. I have heard, heard it, yeah. I've heard it's just complete dog shit. That sounds like a B movie podcast. I heard, I heard it's worse episode. than the Jean Claude one. But that one's not bad. That one's a gem. No, it has um, it has its moments. There are some like oof parts, cringy parts in there. Uh, but other than that, it I mean, is, it's basically uh, a GI Joe. Honda, that's a weird thing in that movie. He's like uh, a Hawaiian guy. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't even remember that part. Yeah, he's not. He's not an a sumo, Asian sumo guy. He's a Hawaiian, like a Samoan. Weird change. I mean, it's still the Pacific, I guess, but not that's not that character, but I guess it doesn't... Who knows? It's just changing people do, things. People do a lot of things. It happens. Video game <clears> movies, <throat> they're, uh, that's a whole B-movie genre by itself. All the Uva Bowl movies, they're, oh they're all pieces of dog shit. The, only, the two best ones in this order are Mario Brothers is the best one, and then Mortal Kombat... And then everything else is just kind of beneath that. I guess Street Fighter would be up there as far. I mean, but it's. I guess it's a shit show, but not really. No, it's just you know, it's it's not. It's, it's, it's live always, action GI Joe. The, the thing yes. That, the thing that kind of like people dog on a lot about it is like Jean Claude Van Damme playing the American guy. He did that in a lot of movies, though. He did. Like he's in, always from Bloodsport. He's an American. He's always from Louisiana to excuse the accent. And his accent in Bloodsport is way worse. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's more, it's thicker in, not right. worse, I guess you didn't say, but like it's thicker <coughs> right. in Bloodsport than it is in Street Fighter. Right. And he's an American in both of those movies. He's definitely like the all-American guile in Street Fighter. 100%, right. A little... He's got the look down, but his voice is clearly Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, but in his, uh, his audio is like ADR'd the fuck out of it. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Like, like super like ADR. Just dubbed over it? Like he's... Oh, it's like him. They had to like re-record his dialogue, but he's recording it. Why? Because he's just too hard to understand. 
I don't Why know. Would they do you that? can totally tell throughout the whole movie. Yeah. His and a, and a, a few other times, other, other people where he's in the scene and like talking with them, that it is 100%, uh, you know, talked over. And I, I just wanted to look up the movie real quick. Yeah. Uh, who plays Chun Li is Ming Na Wen, who plays Agent May, Melinda May on Agents of Shield. Well, that's cool. And she's a super badass. She also did the voice of Mulan. She is a super badass. And Mulan. And then obviously Raul Julia is in Street Fighter, and he yes. was awesome. And this was sadly his last movie. It was. It was not the uh, best movie to go out on. But Bison's got a bunch of the best lines. He does, and in his flying mechanism that he has at the end, the control board is the arcade joystick. Amazing. Thing. It is the the blue background with the yellow map. And the joysticks. That's amazing. That's cool. I noticed that one of the times I was watching it not long ago. Another an, another one that's really rough is Double Dragon. Fuck, I love Double Dragon. I loved it as a kid, but it is a it's a rough. Robert, I didn't know that was Robert Patrick until way later in life because they tricked me with the blonde hair. Oh, I remember being so. That's one of the reasons I wanted to see it was Good. because the Terminator. Or the T one thousand was in it. It's just put through that same weird like the Mar the early nineties like Mario Brothers filter. It's like this is just bizarre taking Double Dragon, huh? Yeah, it's All a right. really weird with well, post apocalyptic. The earthquake hits L A. And yeah. then like there's like places underwater. It's like a chaos town. Melissa <laughs> Milano's in it. Man, in the early nineties, no one thought Los Angeles would be around for another fifteen years. Melissa Milano, Scott Wolf, and that guy who hosts Iron Chef. Oh, Whatever man. the guy is who hosts Iron Chef and Iron it's Chef him? America, it's that's him. I don't know his name. Guy Fieri. Yeah, Guy Fieri's in it. He's also in Surf Ninjas. I'm pretty sure. Guy Fieri. Yeah, Guy Fieri also in Surf Ninjas. He would. It'd be more believable he'd be in that one. Surf Ninjas is also video game related. Uh, in Surf Ninjas, the kid has the game Sega Game Gear. He's playing the whole yes. time, and he's controlling like certain aspects of what's going on. Shit. Never really understood that aspect of that movie, how he could control certain things Who with knows? Game, gear, game Gear. He was playing a game of what was going on, and at one point he like controls Leslie Nielsen because he's the bad guy in it. Yeah. Uh, just a weird... Who knows? That's a weird... I don't get it. But that movie's awesome. It's Rob Schneider Sweet. is in it. Uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., who nice. played Kino in Ninja Turtles 2. Kino ruled. Yeah. Kino was a badass guy. Yeah, he's. I think that guy just was like a stunt guy mostly for most of his Kinder, career. Yeah, but he had two. I mean, I feel like Surf Ninjas was pretty successful. At it, the was, time. it was. It uh, was. Ninja movies were just. Yeah, like, we, we talked, talked about yeah. that. Yeah, ninja we movies. We've been there all over the place. And yeah. Surf Ninjas was had, had <clears throat> Rob Schneider at the time from SNL, being famous from SNL at the yeah. time, and then you had Ernie Reyes Jr., which is instant. Anybody who had seen Turtles. Is gonna flock to that movie. Yeah. It's like, oh look at Kino, he's in another movie about and he's doing karate stuff. Yep, let me watch. And then you also had Leslie Nielsen, so if anybody was a fan of the Naked Gun movies. Which they were. And Tone Loke. Why was Tone Loke in so many comedies at the time? I don't know who that is. Uh very tall black man, was a rapper, had hits such as Funky Cole Medina and Wild Thing. All right. Really deep voice. Yeah. He he is in Surf Ninjas, he's also in Ace Ventura. The Sweet. first one, he's nice. the Ace's friend, who's a detective, who's an actual detective. Oh, wow. Uh, if you remember that. And he's also in the movie Blank Check. Well, I don't know why he was in all of these, like, uh, He was doing comedies. good. Yeah, he was popular for his music and then popular in random, he could, he could act, random so then, 90s comedies. Let's use him, I guess. Yeah, Tone Loke was great. Nothing nothing wrong with Tone Loke. 
He's a cool dude. He was his roles in those movies were awesome. That's sweet. But it still doesn't explain why that kid can control things with his Sega. It doesn't. Gear. It's a really weird. But I remember thinking it was so cool when they would do the moto surf in Surf Ninjas. They'd be like, moto surf, and they'd all get up in the jeep, and they're acting like they're surfing in the jeep. They that was yeah. How many kids fell out of their jeeps trying to do that? Probably plenty of. Hey, that. Dad, I want a moto surf. And Rob Schneider's character in the movie is great because the whole time he thinks he's one of like the princes. Okay. Because he's like friends with them or something. Sure. And the guy comes to like get the two kids mm -hmm. and he's just there. Yeah. And he thinks he's one of like the princes too okay. that are from this ancient land or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I mean. Do you remember the movie at all really? Surf Ninjas 1 or 2 or 3? There was only one. There's only one Surf Ninjas? I'm thinking of 3 Ninjas. Yeah. 3 I Ninjas is way different. It's way Not different. Not Rob Schneider or anybody. No, it's way different. But see, it's this just... is how many fucking ninja movies there were. Yeah. They blur together. It was just three kids <clears throat> who... Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. God fucking Tum Tum. And their grandpa was like into some martial arts stuff then, with ninjas attacking them. And like Hulk they, Hogan eventually. That was in the fourth <laughs> one where it's all different kids. Yeah, so that one's just a write off. But they're still the same characters. characters right. But it's like uh, three ninjas, High Noon, and Mega Mountain. And Hulk Hogan is, yeah, he's in it. Damn. Yeah, I think Lonnie Anderson is in that too. And we talked about Lonnie Anderson a few weeks ago. We her did being talk Munchie. about Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, the inevitable Munchie. We're gonna. It's it's gonna get watched on this podcast. Uh, I found both of them on YouTube. Seems like a natural. No one can selection. see me. No one can see me just shaking my head right now. I'm just like no. Yeah, you know you'll laugh really hard the whole time during Munchie. I'm gonna be belligerent. <laughs> Won't we all? I. I will be. Anybody listening. Yeah, if they're going to watch Munchie themselves... If we're watching Munchie, we should pull in some other people who want to get belligerent. Yeah, see, oh yeah. Let's see if there's even a conversation. That could be episode 200, Munchie. Just the ultimate we are getting show. We are getting to episode 200. The, the, Is Munchie going to be our episode 200? I mean, you, if you really want to, like, the icing on the cake, I feel a movie like that, with this absurd Just, puppet, it's, uh, it's like, only next, on top of that, could maybe be, like, Mac and Me... Yeah. But Mac and Me isn't as, like, and it's weird saying this, Mac and Me isn't as absurd as Munchie is. Mac and Me is fucking crazy as fuck, and it has an alien family that walks around naked all the time and causes a lot of death. They cause a grocery store to explode in Mac and Me, <clears throat> and... Man, Mac and Me is not something I don't think I've even seen that. Uh, well, anyways, there's a grocery store explosion. That's fine, you can tell me, I don't care. And people uh, don't... They don't make it? They don't show anybody leaving the grocery store, and there were previously people inside of this so grocery store. So you're only left to assume they're all... Nope, not... all dead. There's a, it's like one of many times that the <coughs> Max family... This murderous people? Family, oh my god. Uh, ...causes some uh, possible death in the movie. But it's okay, they become U.S. citizens at the end. Spoilers. Well, not in today's America. And then they blow a big bubble, and it says, We'll be back! Somebody was really planning the sequel real hard and, there. And Thanks, they, McDonald's. They never... Who still who claims now that they had nothing to do with that movie. But it's called Mac and Me. And there's a, a whole entire dance sequence that takes place in and outside of a McDonald's. Why? Ah. It's the alien <laughs> Mac dresses, the kid dresses him up as a bear. We're not ripping off E.T. at all. Like no. when they dress up E.T. as a it's ghost. Like a, yeah, no. Yeah. He dresses him up as a bear to go to his friend's birthday party. That's normal. That At you McDonald's. Bring this bear. Uh -huh. And then 
he starts, gets up and starts dancing around and whatever. But in the movie, Mac is maybe like a foot tall. Like you're led to believe, maybe a okay. foot, maybe two feet. When he's in the bear costume, it is like a small child dancing around that's maybe three foot, four foot tall or something like that. Uh, dancing around, it's questionable. There's, there's a, a mass amount of product placement in Mac and Me. Pepsi shit all over the fucking place. Oh shit. McDonald's shit all over the place. Now I want Mountain Dew again. It's uh, well, the yeah, Pepsi. There you go. The uh, yeah. But Mac and Me is also is uh getting a Blu-ray release soon. Oh, well, there's that's on the ab- absolutely incredible that that's that movie. It's gotta be on the table too, then. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible that that movie is getting a a Blu-ray release because. It's all it's off the wall insane. There's a clip that is infamous now, uh, especially since the day of the internet. Um, what a great day that with, was! With uh, there's a scene where the kid one the kid in the main kid of the movie is in a wheelchair. Okay. So there's a scene where he's going down this hill and flies off this cliff ah. in the wheelchair, and it became like an infamous thing, not because it's so fucking hilarious, but that. Every time Paul Rudd, for the I, since I can remember, even when Conan was had his late night on NBC, yeah, uh-huh. ever since Paul Rudd's been coming on Conan, every time he goes to show a clip from a movie that he's oh, in. Oh, he shows that one? They show that clip. That's amazing. I've seen that then. Yeah, literally every time. It's like, here you go. It's like, <laughs> oh, here's a clip. From the, and then now it's become a thing to where Conan like asks him, is it going to be that clip from Mac and he's and like, me? he's like, no. And yeah. then he plays it. Well, well yeah, like, I think the last time he was on there... They showed like five seconds of the actual clip from whatever movie, and, and then, then it jumped us. into the mechanic <laughs> clip. <laughs> so it's just a weird, right scene to pick. Yeah, like how did they come? Like how do they? Somebody thought that that movie was just hilarious because it is. It's really it's a weird, a weird ET ripoff. Like we were talking about last week, that Nuki movie. Oh a, man, not Nuki. It's a really weird E.T. ripoff. That's like a whole month's worth of movies. Just E.T. ripoffs? Yeah, E.T. ripoff fest. Well, yeah, like... Alien cast. Essentially, Munchie's almost like that. It is. It's almost like a weird... It's funny, when I type in E.T. ripoff, the first thing that comes up is Mac and me. <clears throat> Let me see those things. You want to see what Mac looks like? He looks like a creepy little puppet. Oh, you showed up before and I hated every second of it. There's his, there's his family... The adults look even creepier. So, but a funny munchie comes up when you type in "et ripoff." God, he looks like shit. <laughs> Literally, it's almost—I don't know how much more you can make him just look like shit, like complete. It's like, what attributes in a fictional made-up monster do you want? Which ones are the most annoying? Well, there you go. Yeah, that's his family. What? The Mac and turn that family. so I can see that again. Well, that's going to be the screen cap for this episode. He's got a suit on. Well, that's when they're in court at the end, and they're becoming U.S. citizens. Oh, my God. They're just... I don't even... And, they, and the way they walk is like like the drunkest person. God. Like, they're just like... Yeah. They're literally just the drunkest person, and they just have that oh, that same face, because there's no facial expression no. on the mask. And it's just that... That is... This is creepy. Like, oh, yeah, that's them on their planet in the beginning when they had to escape their planet. Uh, it's just, Mac and Me is a fucking crazy movie. And there's, here he is in the bear costume. That looks terrifying. Why is this so scary? 
Yeah, there's a, like ma- like when Mac like escapes the like the government facility in the beginning and is running across this like highway, so many cars crash and like brutally crash. Like people, lots of people die. Mac and me, and it's uh, just a fine. It's a kids movie. It's okay. Just movies that just don't care about what they're actually doing. <clears throat> it's just a movie. It's fine. Yeah, it's just a movie about a kid and his alien friend. Just like ever. That's like, just what everyone needs. How can we capitalize on the success of E.T.? Yeah, I'm sure they capitalized real hard. I don't know how much money Mac and Me made. McDonald's probably got a good, uh, good chunk of that money yeah. too. Claiming to not have anything to do with the movie, uh, it is forever. I think most people. <clears throat> It's funny, the movie was nominated for four Golden Raspberry Awards, so the Razzies. Yeah. And and it won Worst Director and Worst New Star, and the Worst New Star that it won for was Ronald McDonald. Hilarious. (laughs) Just like, fuck you, Ronald. It's just, it's, uh, I don't know why, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know why that Mac and me, for whatever reason, um... Reminded me of Goosebumps for whatever, for some weird reason. Well, because Goosebumps kind of runs the gambit. It does all sorts of cool stuff. It does. So, like... That show was cool, but I wonder how well it holds up. I mean, probably just... I mean, you probably have to just accept that it's you're not... It's a TV... That you're not... <clears throat> Excuse me. You always have to accept that, much like then, you're no longer a child. Did you ever see the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black? No, I never did. I enjoyed that movie. Oh, it wasn't garbage? No, I didn't think it was garbage. I thought it was kind of questionable at first, uh, before seeing it, that he was playing R.L. Stein and was like, why was this this weird concept? Why? It's, yeah. It's here. But the way things go down, I, I liked it. I thought they did a really good job with it. And they're making another one. I think they're filming it right now. Oh, wow, all right. Um, and this... And but like the, it's like his books when he writes them like if like the characters become like real essentially. Okay. And he has to keep the books locked, otherwise the characters will escape. It's like pieces of his like imagination. Oh my god! So like they get let out. So he basically just. It's not just like one goosebump book. It's like all these characters. So it's like he just he's basically a god, giving life to these things, and he has to contain them. Yeah. That's that was written by him. That's yeah. a, that's a good writer story. Yeah, and they get let out. I am a god. They get, they get let out. That's what people and, say. Uh, like Slappy the dummy from like the Revenge uh-huh. of the Dummy whatever book from Goosebumps. He's like the leader. So it's basically just like remember all these things. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, and there's just tons of them, and it's like a huge mess they have to deal with. It's cool. I liked it. I thought it was nice. a cool movie. That's fun. I think it's on Netflix uh, now. So kind of weird. Like uh, I did love my Goosebumps books. I love Monster Blood. Monster Blood was a great one. I also liked what was the one with the bell tower or something? Oh and it had shit! The, had like the executioner. <clears> in the front. Yeah, that was a cool one. What was that called? I don't know. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. I do Haunted not... Mask was a classic. Yeah, uh, they made like, quite a few of those. I remember I had there was one that was like a magician one. It had like an evil bunny on it or something. Yes, I had the T-shirt of that one. I don't know what that was called. Getting those at the book club instead of school was always a good time. Like books are sweet. At the book fair? Yeah. Or did you get your scholastic little things, too? Like those order forms or Yeah, whatever? the book orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were sweet as fuck. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I think I got a lot of goosebumps through that. The only time I was disappointed with one of those is because I thought I was ordering the, like, 400-page original Jurassic Park actual book, and I got the novelization. I thought <laughs> about that when we were thinking about novelizations before. 
It was like, this is cool, but I wanted the real book. I, I, I wish I could remember <clears throat> some of the novelizations that I had. Um, I had I had some X-Files books. They weren't novelizations of episodes. They were like sure. new stories. Oh, wow. But I had a collection of those, like, you know, paperback, smaller paperback mm-hmm. books. And... I, I, and Animorphs was another one. It was that uh, that I was which was a show as well. Yeah, the toys. A lot of those books got turned into. And the toys are Transformers branded. They count as Transformer toys. Do they is, really? Yeah, because it was Transformers. Yeah, they, all, yeah, they were all over the fucking packaging. Transformers, Animorphs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Animorphs were cool. The book we're trying to think of was called A Night in, in Terror Tower. That's a good name for that tower. Yeah, and that's the one with the executioner on the front. And they actually made another book way later on called Return to Terror Tower. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I don't know how we got talking about Goosebumps. Hey, we're, taking, we're following wherever these tangents lead but us. But there were always the... But those <clears> kind of, <throat> was Eerie Indiana a book series first, or was that just like came out of the popularity of Goosebumps and stuff like that? I don't know. Are You Afraid of the Dark? I'm totally ignorant as far as that goes. You know, do you remember that show, Eerie Indiana? <clears throat> I do. Uh, I, think, I think you can watch all of those on... Netflix? On Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. There's actually a show that's on Amazon Prime that I never watched. Uh, and, and um, I never watched it, and I don't know if it got replayed ever. It was on from 88 to 90, so I would have been pretty young at the time. But it's called it was called Monsters. Huh. And it was a horror anthology show. Okay. That ran for, like, four seasons. Okay. And but it, I've looked up some stuff about it, and it looks cool as fuck. Hmm. And I might have seen some of the episodes over the years. I don't know if it re like I think it reran in the in the '90s on Sci-Fi. Okay. And but I've re, I added it to my Amazon Prime like list not long ago because I'm like, dude, this show looks cool as fuck. <clears throat> like all these sweet fucking monster stories. Let me see stuff. some of the monsters. Like there's one. Yeah, he looks good. Like there's whatever's going on. I don't know, whatever this is, it's, like this, these like people, like this fat thing, I don't know, I don't know, it just looked like it yeah. would be like a cool I fucking show, and uh, <coughs> I was kind of surprised that I never, never really saw it, I might have, but I don't really don't think I did, I, it's, you know, just interesting how that was such a popular thing when we were growing up. You know, it kind of sparked a lot. Well, horror movies were so big in the 80s. And then they bled into, like, kid horror movies like Monster Squad, mm-hmm. Little Monsters. They did. And Gremlins and stuff like that. But then it bled into TV shows, too. And I, I feel like all of that popular popularity helped, like, Adam's Family have that resurgence of those I believe, movies. Yeah, it, it probably did. Because those are, like, family <clears throat> movies, essentially. They're fun, family comedies. It's almost It's almost like two things coming together because it's, like... It's nostalgic stuff from when people who were adults when they were kids, the Adams family and stuff. Right. But then it it goes it syncs up with, you know, like everything you just described. Yeah, that's a weird. So it's like two things coming up. That's a weird resurgence because <clears throat> it was not only like you're saying like this nostalgia trip, but now for people our age, it's still a nostalgia yeah, trip. Yeah, back to those movies because they were so good. Yeah, it wasn't. It, I mean, it obviously was kind of capitalizing on something of the past. It was, right? yeah. but. They did it in such a way where it was so well done. It got to be its own Those thing. Those movies are constantly replayed still. They the are. second one, anytime, any, um, every year around Thanksgiving is always replayed on TV mm-hmm. because it has like a mini Thanksgiving yeah, element to it. It does. 
And uh, but then now that's they're doing a new Adams family. Holy shit! It's animated. Okay. I think it's Sony Pictures or something. Hmm. Break here, but they just announced the cast recently. The voice cast of it. Did you ever see those Adult Wednesday Adam shorts that were going on a few years ago? Some of those were fun. I mean, there's just somebody's fan project, but it was all over YouTube for a while. Wednesday Adams as an adult doing adult stuff, like living her life. <clears throat> no, as, as a goth kid. This is, if you go on YouTube, I'm sure you'll find them. You should watch them. And it was was it Christina Ricci playing? No, I think I don't think it was her. It was just some some uh, someone's own little project they were doing. Oh, all right. I thought it was like a no, like a fan project. But it was a whole thing. It was a bunch of movies. A and bunch it's of called Adult Wednesday Adams. Type it in, it'll come up. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw that. That's pretty sweet. There's a bunch of them. I watched a few until it was, like I watched all the ones that were current, and then I forgot about it until just now. There was a post on Reddit with the Adams family, like the cast next to their. Well, regardless, uh, the whole cast has been announced since since then for this new movie, and it is if I can fucking get to the deadline. Oh no! Uh, article. Internet's fighting you. Yeah, internet's fighting. Uh, Charlie Theron is playing Morticia. Um, Bette Midler is playing the grandma. Chloe Grace Moretz is playing Wednesday. Uh, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things is playing Pugsley. Nick Kroll is playing Uncle Fester. And uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, who was in Star Wars. Yes. And Ex, Ma- uh, Ex Machina, um, was, is playing Gomez Adams. It's going to be all animated? Animated, yeah. There's even a picture <clears throat> of the cat, what they look like. It's actually, they look more like the... A old animated, um, the 90s animated cartoon, kind of, mixed with the original comic. Gotcha. It's kind of the, the, That's cool. the style of the with the way they look. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's a good route for that, though. I feel like if you did another live action thing, people might be like, mm, we like this other one. Just make it different. Uh, I think making it animated is, and plus those Hotel Transylvania movies were pretty they huge. They were. making like a fucking third one. They were huge. They're the huge I've seen the first movies. one or two. And I, so I think doing a, an animated thing could, and then, then the things you can do in an animated world, it won't look as like, you know, like you were talking about before, CG my now later on might not yes. but animation kind of holds it, its own because it's its own especially when it has its own unique style it's just right. it sets itself so apart so the things you could do <clears throat> with like creatures and all yeah. sorts of stuff for the Adams family themselves like you know whatever, all the creatures mm-hmm. they uh, interact with and everything i think that might be kind of cool that's cool i know a while back they were trying to do a monsters tv show it was called whatever the sh- road they live on Blackberry Lane or something like that. That's what yeah. it was going to be called or that, something. I mean, that would have been Brian cool. Fuller, who did uh, Pushing Daisies and a ton of other shows, was behind it, and then it just never. I think they. I think they actually aired the pilot on NBC as like a movie thing or something. But that it always seems like a lot of things with Brian Fuller just can't stick. Like he's on something and then he leaves. He jumps away or he gets into a dispute with them eventually. Yeah, something always happens with him, and it's it's frustrating because. A lot of his work I always uh, really, really liked. I really liked Pushing Daisies a lot. I think that was a very uh, great show. And uh, is he on the new Star Trek show? He was, but he left. <laughs> this is what I, yeah. Yeah, and same thing with Heroes. He did the <clears throat> first season of Heroes, which the first season of Heroes was fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then he left, and the show went to shit. Well, Tim Kring Tim had his own ideas. Yeah. 
Not good. Just no. It's like, what if we take all this buildup we spent a whole season building up to, and just wipe the slate clean? Let's just start over again. What if we just continuously keep <clears throat> introducing characters and keep introducing characters? And what if nobody ever died and nobody ever went away? And let's just keep introducing characters. Well, then nobody That's ever. Second season. Then nobody like ever does anything. Character. Then nobody ever does anything. Yeah. Nothing ever reaches a conclusion. Then we just lose our minds. Yeah, that's crazy that he left that Star Trek series already. I think, like, yeah. Creative differences? It says he's credited as the co-creator of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, he started it. I don't, I don't think he finished it. I don't think he's still on it. Says it says present. Is he still going? Did he jump it into says it? says he's a Is co-creator, he's... writer, and executive producer. So it's still he's still doing his thing then? Maybe I was wrong. Yeah, he did leave, I guess. I thought he did. What led to Brian Fuller's Star Trek Discovery yeah, exit? Sometimes he trusts your instincts. Probably creative disputes are just not... Because the show had a hard time getting off the ground and getting put together. Because I could have sworn he left and they had to find a way to piece things together and continue doing something or whatever. As anyone is known to do. With random projects like this for exclusive streaming services that you have to pay for with nothing else on it. Yeah, that's frustrating. <clears throat> One day everybody, everybody has their streaming service, so... Eventually, it'll all be bundled together just like cable, and we'll be back to the same problem we had before. Right. Paying for a bunch of channels you well, don't want because it's cheaper. A lot of the streaming services cheaper. now are having their own live TV options. You know what I mean? Hulu Live. Oh, yeah. Uh, their own stations. Right. Yeah, Hulu yeah. Live, and you can get basically all the channels you get on cable. And there's different versions of it, packages for DVR space and it's just using all the same stuff just youtube live just playstation view switching it from the the cable lines to the internet but i mean if comcast is your cable and your internet then you're still using the same service yeah so you're it's it's the same thing you have to have the internet to get these (laughs) other streaming things right so you're paying for the internet regardless and internet by itself can be pricey Uh unless you're able to get some sort of fiber um, internet in your area uh, we don't we don't have anything like that near us yet. No. But... So eventually it's all going to even out and bottom out, and it'll just be as expensive as it was before. And I'm like, well, this is the new status quo. Great. Yeah. Nothing changed. Right. Just. God just damn we, it. we just got more creative outlets, I guess. Yeah. More. So yeah. So you got we places have... like Netflix where people have creative freedoms. Right. It just switches the gatekeepers. But eventually, these new up and comers will be the status quo, and then any, when the next new thing comes along, they'll want to fight them. But it's been that way since the dawn of time. It's true. I don't know. It's a good tangent episode. Yeah, it's what a good think? one. It's a good I think one. So that yeah. was good. Covered some ground. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, covered some good ground all over the place. Yeah. Here and there. Why not? It was a good one. So yeah, uh, this was our little halvesy episode. Just to fill in the uh, blanks before yeah. we jump into our next film. Yeah, jump back into the It's Alive series yeah. where it lives again. So check that out. It's on Blu-ray right now uh, from Scream Factory, and I'm sure it's available streaming all over the place as well. Uh, so watch that and check that out before you listen to the next episode. The first It's Alive was pretty good. It so, was awesome, yeah. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to so it. So I'm uh, interested to see what happens in It Lives Again. What kind of uh, craziness. It's same yeah. writer, same director, same vision here. So Yeah, the first movie ends and you could, it could go in any direction. But then it seems like from looking at the cast and stuff that we're back with the same family somehow. Um, I only saw the dad's 
Well, it was, so, so maybe every he, other credit didn't have a thing next to it. His had a thing where it said John Ryan as Frank Davis. So maybe he travels around looking for these monsters that are created by this chemical drug. Yeah. And who knows? Which is cool to keep the continuity going and keep mm-hmm. the characters going. And I because now he's like he's going through the third one because he could become like yeah like they did this to my family. Right. I'm gonna gotta shut him down. So I wonder, would even you if have... he has a small part in it, it's still <clears throat> right. cool. The connections are always good. Yeah, the connections. The shared universe. So for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. My name's Nick. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. 